Hi, I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. Today, I want to tell you about a very sacred place, a beautiful sacred place, a place that if you go there, it'll do so much for your spiritual life. But I'm not talking about a pilgrimage overseas, like to Rome or the Holy Land or to Krakow. I'm talking about a place that's sometimes difficult to get to, difficult to go there. But if you really want your spiritual life to take off, you've got to be willing to go here. You know, many Christians, they talk about meeting Jesus in prayer. I meet Jesus in my prayer life, or I meet Jesus in my Bible study group, or in sacraments, or in the Mass, or the Tabernacle, or Eucharistic Adoration. And all of that certainly is so important and should be a part of our spiritual lives. But we as Christian disciples also have to remember that there's another place Jesus wants to meet me. And if I don't go there, my spiritual life is not really going to grow. It's in the events that unfold in our lives, the difficult events, the disappointments, the sorrows, the frustrations, the things we didn't plan. You see, we, we don't have control over those things. You know, we can control our prayer life to some extent, right? We can say, okay, I'm going to pray at this time and at this place. Or, uh, we can say I'm going to control, maybe I sign up for Eucharistic adoration at the, a certain hour of the day at my parish, or I control, you know, who I'm going to hang out with in my fellowship group and my men's group or my Bible study group. We have some kind of degree of control over those things. But the events that unfold in our lives, like my flight just got canceled. I, I didn't plan that. I don't have control over this. I don't like this. Jesus wants to meet me in the midst of this. How so? What about when I get an illness or I feel like I'm not being treated well by a family member or not treated well by someone at the office or one of my kids isn't behaving? I didn't plan these things. I don't like it. it it's bothersome to me. These are not simply problems. These aren't just random problems, problems to be solved. No, in God's providence, he allowed these situations to, to happen in our lives, which means he can meet us there, which means he actually wants to meet us there, and he wants to do something in our lives. He's inviting us to grow in some way. You see, these events that unfold in our lives are encounter moments. Yes, Jesus wants to meet us in prayer, and he wants to meet us in the tabernacle, but he also wants to meet us in the events that unfold in our lives. Will we dare to meet him there? That's the key for really being just a, not just a Catholic that does all the right things, but a Catholic that's willing to really grow through the hard things that happen in life. And that's what I want to talk about in this week's podcast. So welcome to All Things Catholic. I'm your host, Edward Sree. I want to welcome any new listeners joining us here in 2022. You know, as I'm beginning the new year, I'm going to be starting my speaking tours, and so I'm going to be in Toledo, Ohio later this month on January 26th at Corpus Christi University Parish. So if you're in the Ohio area or you're South Detroit, you can meet me there at Corpus Christi Parish uh, in Toledo on January 26th. I'm going to be at Hillsdale College in Hillsdale, Michigan on January 27th. Uh, I've also, in 2022, started uh, with the podcast asking listeners for any questions. So if you have any questions on topics we've discussed or topics you'd like to discuss, you can send them to me at info.edwardsri at gmail.com. That's info.edwardsri 
at gmail.com. And I'm going to take a couple questions here today. And I want to thank all the listeners. You've sent so many questions in and given me ideas for future shows. And I'm also going to be taking some of these questions just a little bit as we go along in the coming weeks and months. Here's one that comes from Mary. Mary says, I'm a convert to Catholicism, having joined the church 10 years ago. I've spent most of my Christian life in Protestant churches. After becoming Catholic, I went to confession regularly, but the priest said I did not need to confess venial sins since those were forgiven at Mass. It was only mortal sins that I need that needed to be brought to the confessional. That confused me, and I have remained stunted in how to proceed. I've prayed for the Holy Spirit to show me what mortal sins I've done, but I don't see them there. What should I do now? Thank you, Mary, for your question. And I'm really sorry that this priest told you this. There's a certain truth, yes, that the, our sins can be forgiven in the Mass, our venial sins, when when we really come with a fully contrite heart and fully entering into what's there in the Mass. But, you know, how are my dispositions, you know, really there for that to happen? You know, so yes, the Mass can forgive venial sins, but nevertheless, there's such good in bringing our sins to confession, even our venial sins, even our weaknesses we bring to the Lord in confession for a number of reasons. First of all, it's just good to speak our sins, to say them out loud. It's 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 just so helpful. I grow in humility. I begin to take my sins more seriously. So I, yes, I can go to mass, but again, I've got to have the right dispositions. <laughs> you know, I have to be really fully contrite in my heart for that to happen. So there's questions about whether that can happen, but regardless, it's good for me to speak my sins to the priest, the representative of the church, to say them out loud. You know, like I often use this example. I'm going to share one just from this evening here. Uh, earlier today, I was with my my wife and we we're having a, a conversation and I, I responded with a little stressful tone over one little thing. And I could tell she was, you know, I, I, as soon as I said it, I was like, ooh, maybe I shouldn't have said it with that stressful tone. And, you know, I, she wasn't terribly bothered by it, but nevertheless, I, I went, I, I could have just kept it in my heart and just said, you know, kept it really quiet in my heart. But instead, I spoke it out loud. I went up to her, put my arm around her and said, hey, honey, I'm sorry. I, I, I was a little stressed. I shouldn't have said it like that. It, it was so good for me to speak that, to say my sin, just ask forgiveness. It, it's good. It, it just, it, it doesn't just clear the air and repair the relationship. It's good for me. I become more humble. I recognize my faults more profoundly when I have to speak them out loud. I also am a little more attentive, more on my game, aware that I need to be better next time. So that alone is really good to go to confession with your venial sins. You will grow in humility. You'll have a better awareness of your weaknesses and sins, and it'll be more attentive about how to get better. So that, that alone is a, a great good. Second thing is that, uh, as, I, as I just mentioned on, on the show a couple weeks ago, that in confession, we don't just get our sins forgiven. We actually receive graces to help us overcome those sins in the future. Graces that the Catechism describes as strengthening us. They strengthen us so that we can resist temptation, so that we can imitate Jesus better as disciples. And, and I want to go to confession regularly, all the time. You know, so I always say we, we should go at least once a month. Uh, the church at minimum says you should go once a year, but I think we all have enough sins that we need to, you know, go quite regularly. The great saints often went weekly or even every day, some of them did, like John Paul II. So definitely go to confession. You will grow in humility. You will also receive grace to 
overcome sins in the future. So those are great reasons to keep going uh, to confession, even with our venial sins. So thank you, Mary, so much for that question. Another question here from Zach. Zach says, I really enjoyed listening to your podcast. Is there any issue with bringing written notes to confession? I like to write things down during an examination of conscience, but wanted to know if bringing notes was frowned upon for any reason. Again, great question here, Zach. Thank you for just taking the sacrament so seriously. I could tell that you 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 don't want to just walk into that confessional. You want to do a good examination of conscience and you like to take notes. That's awesome. If you find that helpful, no problem bringing those notes into the confessional that allow you to just go in, you know, more attentive to God in the confessional, more attentive to the words of the priest. You're not like approaching the confessional like a quiz. I got to memorize all these things for the quiz. Did I get, do I remember all my sins? You have your little paper there, your cheat sheet, if you will. That's totally fine. If you find that helpful, uh, go for it because it'll allow you to be more present to the priest in his guidance and, and to the Holy Spirit working in your heart in the sacrament of reconciliation. But now let's turn back to this topic about encountering Jesus in our daily lives. You know, when we hear Christians talk about surrendering to God's will, doing God's will, we can often think of it as in big things, you know, something really, you know, dramatic and highly emotional. I'm going to surrender and become a priest, or I'm going to marry this person, or I'm going to take this new job, or move to this new city, or, you know, work in this ministry in my parish. I feel called by God. I'm going to do this, the will of God now. And, and those are awesome moments, right? You know, God does work in dramatic ways, certainly. But we as Christians have to realize that Jesus is inviting us to surrender to him moment by moment throughout our lives in the events that unfold in our lives, in the things that we don't like, in the things that are difficult, in the little crosses and the little challenges and disappointments that happen in our lives. Think of these as encounter moments. Uh, marriage has a million of these. So you just take marriage as an example. My wife and I, we we had this wonderful young couple over who's only been married uh, about a year, and we, we were asking them, "So tell us how's how's marriage going?" And they shared all their joys and you know their their new life together. It was really great to catch up. And then then I just asked them, I said, "So tell me, what have been some of the challenges <laughs> that you faced?" And they just started laughing, and they started laughing, and they and they told the story about their socks. Yes, socks. Uh, it, this was this was a great challenge for them. You see, the the wife is someone who's highly organized. She's very strategic. Uh, she keeps things very orderly. She has a plan for everything. And the husband is of a very different personality. He's more of a free spirit, easygoing. He goes with the flow, not so organized, not perfectionistic, and you know, kind of just lives life and. And uh, she knew that socks were going to be a challenge because when she would go to his apartment back when he was just a bachelor, she noticed there were socks all over the house, all over the apartment. And so when they were married, he just kept living with this same habit of leaving the socks around the house. And it drove her crazy. <laughs> but yet she was really trying not to complain too much, just to encourage him. And 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 he knew that this was an issue and he wanted to love his his wife and and change and be better, but he had this habit. And so the, the socks would still remain around the house as hard as he was trying to be better. They, they were still there. And they told about this one sock that was on the step. And she just, she noticed it, but she just left it there. Instead of picking it up, she just left it there to see, will he notice? Well, you notice the sock. Uh, is he going to pick it up? Is he going to say anything? And and of course, after a while, like you know, he he saw the sock and he was like, oh, I'll I'll get that the next time I go upstairs, uh, or I'll get that the next time I go down the stairs. And then this goes on for days, and the sock is still there. And then finally realizes, 
Wait, I bet she notices this sock. She's leaving it here on purpose to see if I notice. <laughs> They're laughing about this. But I said to them, as we're, we're all laughing together, I said, you know what? This is what marriage is all about. Marriage provides so many opportunities of little frustrations, little things where we bring our different personalities and, and we're being invited by Jesus to love in a new way, to love him in our spouse, to love him in our spouse's idiosyncrasies and our spouse's weaknesses. And I said, that sock on the stair, that's like a mini tabernacle. It's like a mini tabernacle. And, and, and the analogy is this, you know, uh, of course, the real tabernacle contains the real body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ in the Eucharist, right? So I'm using this just as an analogy. But in the real tabernacle, what do we do? When we approach the tabernacle, we enter into a church, we fall on our knees because we know we're in the presence of Almighty God. We fall on our knees, we genuflect, we make a reverent sign of the cross, we are in the presence of Almighty God. We tell Jesus we love him. And, and, and I said to the couple, so it's kind of like this, this little sock on the stair. It's like a mini, a mini tabernacle, like a tabernacle for both of you. It's an opportunity to encounter Jesus right there in that sock. For her, it's an opportunity to love Jesus in her spouse, leaving socks around. Uh, it's an opportunity to grow in patience, to grow in gentleness, to not have her way all the time to be okay with a little disorder in the house, so be okay with a little imperfection in, in him, and, and you know, still try to help him get better, but to do it in a very loving, gentle way. So it's a wonderful opportunity for her heart to grow and become more like Jesus, who is so gentle and patient and merciful with all of our idiosyncrasies and weaknesses and sins. On his side, uh, that little sock is a mini tabernacle as well, where Jesus is inviting him to genuflect in his heart, if you will, to realize, you know what, when I was living on my own, I could maybe get away with this, but out of love for her, I'm going to try to change. I'm going to try to be better. I've never really put the socks in the sock drawer or put the socks in the dirty clothes as much as I need to now, but I'm going to do it out of love for her. It's a great opportunity to love. Again, the, the little things that happen and they come up in marriage, they come up in family life, they come up in the workplace, they come up in fellowship, in the parish even, right? Think of these as encounter moments. Don't think of them when we experience something that frustrates us, something that disappoints us. Don't think of them as simply problems to be solved. Think of them as opportunities to love Jesus, to worship him, to genuflect in our heart, to see that the God of the universe allowed that sock to stay on that stair for a couple days. <laughs> the God of the universe allowed this difficult thing to happen. The God of the universe forced this plan I had to change. And, 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 and if he allowed this to happen. Now, again, I want to be clear, not that God is wishing evil or harm or uh, suffering upon us, but he knows we're going to experience it in this fallen world, and he can use it for our good. He wants to meet us in these difficult moments. And so whenever something like this happens, to bow in our hearts before our Lord, to tell him we love him, to accept the situation, to surrender to it. This is so good, you know? So whether it's something annoying, like the sock in, in a marriage, or uh, maybe it's just something in my own personal life. There's a certain weakness that I have. I've got this weakness and I can't change. I want to change. I want to be better, but I can't, Lord. I, 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 that, that's like a mini tabernacle for me. Yes, Jesus, I, I'm going to still try to be better, but first I have to accept. I have to accept that this is the best I can do right now. 
God, I, I, I need your grace and I'm going to patiently wait for your time and for your way to change me. But, but it's, it's actually very humbling for me to surrender, to bow down before you and, and as broken as I am, as weak as I am, as sinful as I am, I wish I could be better. I wish I wasn't so imperfect. <laughs> but to surrender to that is a really good, powerful thing. Jesus uses this stuff to change us. Again, he wants to meet me in the tabernacle. Yes, he wants to meet me in, in prayer and adoration, but he also wants to meet me in the events in my life. You know, maybe it's just a situation in my life that I can't change. You know, I maybe I'm I'm single and I really long to be married. And and Jesus, I I sometimes doubt, will it ever happen? And I'm sad about this. And I'm anxious about this. Jesus wants to meet me right there in that sorrow, in that disappointment. Right there, he wants to meet me. He wants to embrace me. I have to just first accept it. Just Instead of just trying to solve this problem and think about how will I find a boyfriend, a girlfriend, how, how can I find a future spouse? Just to, for a moment, just rest in it and say, this is really hard for me, Lord. But it's where you have me right now. And as much as I wanted to change, I'm going to do what I can on my end to, to, to move toward finding someone, yes, but, but I accept this, Lord. Or maybe it's my job. You know, I, I, I want this promotion. I want this better job and I'm not chosen or I don't have the opportunity to work for this organization I want to work with, whatever it is. And, and, and I'm sad that my job situation isn't as glorious as I wish it were. And I, I, God has invited me right there. That's not just a disappointing aspect of my life. It's a mini tabernacle. It's an opportunity for me to bow down in my heart before the God Almighty, the All-Holy One, who in his providence allowed me to stay in this current job situation that I'm not happy about. It's a wonderful chance to surrender. See, the act of surrendering to the little events that unfold in our lives are really important. Those moments when we feel unappreciated or misunderstood, those moments when we don't feel like we're being treated well. Again, those aren't just frustrating annoyances in life. Those are encounter moments, little mini tabernacles, opportunities to genuflect in our hearts, to bow down before our maker, to bow down before the one who is in charge of every detail of the universe and say, I, I, this hurts. I don't like being treated this way. I don't like being misunderstood in this way, but Lord, I, I, I accept that this happened. You see, this act of the will inside when I surrender to something I don't really like on the outside that I can't control. I didn't plan this. It's just happening to me. That act of the will, not just kind of trying to solve the problem or just being frustrated or sad about the problem, but saying to the Lord, Lord, I accept it. Lord, not my will, may your will be done. If you allowed this to happen, I accept this. That's the first step to really encountering Jesus in a deep way. This doesn't mean you don't try to solve your problems. It doesn't mean you, you know, just, you go through life just sad, accepting everything, and you, you're not trying to make things better. But that, but before you're trying to make things better, before you try to solve your problem, you have to accept the situation that something happened, that God allowed it. That's a mini tabernacle. Bow down, fall on your knees before that moment. God, you allowed this. You permitted this. I accept it. It's hard. I surrender that this is how it is right now. I'm going to pray for your grace to fix it. I'm going to pray for your grace to, to, to solve this problem. And yes, that may happen. But before I even do that, there's a second thing you should do. So first thing is to accept, surrender. Second thing is ask the Lord, what is it that you're inviting me to grow in? 
Lord, if you allowed this to happen, there's something good in this for me. There's something that you're inviting me to grow in right now, some way that you're inviting me to grow in trust or to grow in patience, to sacrifice. There's something that you're inviting me to. Uh, forgiveness, inviting me not to be angry. <laughs> Maybe you're inviting me to grow in courage right now because I'm really discouraged. And I, you're inviting me to practice the virtue of fortitude, to persevere through this difficult thing. That's a good thing for me. So whenever we encounter these difficult moments in our lives, know that God's hand is there. In his providence, he allowed it. Not that he willed it, but he allowed it, and he wants to bring something good. So what do I do? I first have to accept it, surrender to it. Secondly, ask the Lord, what are you trying to teach me? What is it that you are inviting me to grow in? What's the lesson here? Uh, how, how are you inviting me to become more like you? Because everything that happens in our lives gives us that chance. And then thirdly, after you've done those two things, then you can ask the Lord, okay, so how do we want to proceed? Where do we go now? You know, How do we solve this problem? How do we address this thing? But I can't really go there until I've surrendered to what just happened. And I ask the Lord to show me what is it that, that he wants to work on in my heart. I, I can't tell you, my, my friends, how important this is, what we're talking about. This might sound like really small things, like some people say, I'd rather hear a podcast all on Eucharistic adoration, how powerful adoration is. And I want to do one on adoration. I've done it on the Eucharist before. I'll do something on adoration in the future here. And that's awesome. But people go to adoration but aren't looking for the hand of God in their daily lives are not going to grow in sanctity nearly as much as those that encounter Jesus really are looking out for him, sensing his presence in the events that unfold in their lives. These are profound moments where God wants to really work on our hearts, to change us, to make our hearts more like his. Let's be attentive and find Jesus in those encounter moments, in those mini tabernacles, in the difficult circumstances that unfold in our lives. Thanks so much for listening. Again, if you have any questions you want to send me on this topic or anything related to the Catholic faith, about marriage, family life, parenting, about dating, theology of the body, virtue, the saints, the spiritual life, prayer, all things Catholic is the name of the show. You can send your questions to me at info.edwardsri at gmail.com. That's info.edwardsri at gmail.com. And follow me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. You can find me there as well. Thanks for listening, and God bless.